It's a B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the MBR radio network. Maddie and Wing hanging out with you on a Thursday. I survived the chamber breakfast this morning. So, funny story. By the way, Lewiston Athletic Director Jason Fuller is in the, is in the third chair this morning. Morning, Jason. Hey, worn Good morning. Out, Thanks for having me. out and weathered, Jason yeah, Fuller. More, the, the, Anytime uh, there's a project like he's had over the last year, oh boy. And, the, and as anybody who's ever built a home or maybe some other administrators, I know there's a lot of administrators that, that watch the show um, and go back and watch the replay later. You know that when you're finishing up a field project or whatever it is, it's finishing, off, fish, finishing the whole thing off that is the most difficult part. I assume the same thing happening right now uh, as, as we get ready for the high school sports season, Jason? Yeah, it's just the little details that, you know, get missed. The uh, punch list, about. is that what they call that? Yeah, we, we have the big walkthrough tomorrow to finalize the punch list, which might be a little lengthy on some aspects. Um, but the guys have worked hard, done the best they can, you know. Um, it's just been a lot of little details that come up uh, towards the end and becomes very time-consuming and, you know, a lot of – Going back and forth on what needs to, how to correct it, what what, what can't be done to correct it, and it, it looks good. Uh, we're ready to get on it. It's just a matter of well, when. Well, the pictures are gorgeous. Yeah. And I was over there two weeks ago, I guess. Took some video. It, it's fantastic. It really is. Really is. I, I was, you know, it was funny the other day. And hold that thought. And I mean, hold that because I want you to do that. The other day, I saw a thing for uh, University of New England now has the blue turf field, like Boise State. When I first saw that, I'm like. Is that what Lewiston did? Like, because I kept seeing pictures of the Lewiston field. But no, that, there are a lot of people wanted to go with the blue turf. Yeah, but uh, a little extra money that. Yeah, you had to pay. They had to pay for a trademark and a patent and all this other stuff. Yeah, no, we we looked into it and we actually looked into a blue tur- uh, track as well. Um, Ooh, and uh, it's it's just there's some money there that uh, I don't think is real cost effective. There's other ways to spend the money, so uh, we we stared away from it. It, it came out the. The, the track came out great. The two turf fields look amazing. Um, it's just the things around it that need to get uh, straightened out here in the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, we'll start the season, and it will be still a fairly active construction site um, with some things that have to run into next week and get done, you know, a little after the fact. I was going to say before, I don't know how I did this. It was foolish, both at Oak Hill and at Moranacook. We had building projects, so I did that twice. And the punch list, this is the best one. They, we just we talked the state into paying to have, under our new addition at Oak Hill, have a basement in there so we could have athletic storage. We, we put dividers in, mm-hmm. to chicken wire. It was fantastic. Each sport had their own place. Never had that before. But anyway, then I said to them, uh, how do we get down there? They said, well, that's on the punch list. I said, well, that's great, but where am I going to put all this equipment? Because there's, I'm not going down with a ladder with these box after box. I said, oh, I'll toss them down. No plan. I said, oh, my gosh. I mean, now they've got a nice nice entrance to it, but wow. It was, Those are the things you you know, yeah. you know you walk around and, yeah, we might have missed that one. And uh, so we're having to redo some fence lines and some well, different and things two, there. And two things weren't up to code. I said, but, I, well, I'm not responsible for code. I don't, you know, somebody tells me, and I said, they've come in, and they said, this isn't up to code. That's the builder's responsibility. Yeah, it was, there was some frustration. It was great when it was done, but. Yeah, wow. it, 
I've got really good at reading, uh, you know, design plans. Uh, <laughs> things I never really had done in my life, but I've got pretty good at reading those things. So I, I told Maddie a story before. I said, when I was going sitting in those meetings, I don't know anything about building a building or even putting down a field. I mean, I've done some seeding and whatever. And one time when I was at Miranda Cook, they said, we've got to take out all this, uh, this uh, soil here. And I said, why? He said, because it's, it's dead dirt. And I go, dead dirt? What in <laughs> hell does that mean? Yeah, well. It doesn't have the nutrients in it. And I said, how does that happen? They said, well, because they filled it in to use it in the first place. Anyway. You learn a lot of the new things. We've had some issues with sloping of some land. Uh, we had the big rainstorm, obviously, in Lewis oh, and Auburn. Right. That was actually a blessing for us. Um, we noticed a couple areas where sure land been. wasn't really sloped correctly. So we've had to make some adjustments on some areas. Uh, you know, it wasn't good when I looked out and saw the turf field underwater. Yeah, for oh boy, yeah, yeah. Fifty fifty percent of the field was Isn't under that, two or three inches of water. So I was great. a little, I was a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, really. I know you can play in when it's wet, but not that wet. Yeah, it was. It, what was great? It was underwater. I had to go take care of another issue at, at, in the building. I went back, and thirty minutes later, the lake was gone. So the drainage worked. Uh, really effectively, uh, but uh, there was just some slope issues that we had to kind of well, rearrange. That's great you saw it then. That's the, that's that's the, like you say. That's the best part. Yeah, you, you picked it up before something. It, it, it was a blessing. Uh, there was a couple other areas where water collected in large. You know, made, it might have been a pool in one of the one of the sections. Yeah. So we had to you know put some drainage in and, and kind of adjust some of those things. But uh, I was over like two weeks ago. There were no bleaches up. It looks by the picture that those are up now. The press Almost box up. was already Almost up. up. Almost up. Okay. <laughs> now, that, again, that's one of those things we're waiting to hopefully finish up today, I'm tomorrow. I'm just trying to see whether Maddie's going to have to crawl up into that press box yeah. when they come to do a game on a ladder, yeah, or is like, there a stairs? What is there? Do I swing uh, up? Is that how that goes? Like, I'm just going to rope climb? I, I, that's still yet to be determined. Yeah. Um, <laughs> supposedly, the stairs... Um, so we the, the press box was built a little higher than it was supposed to. Uh, we it looks had, great, though. Press box looks great. I haven't seen inside of it because I can't get inside. <laughs> um, so the, the press box ended up being about three and a half feet too tall. Um, so uh, we had custom stairs made, and the custom stairs didn't didn't fit. So we had to redo some stairs. Um, they're supposed to be in on Monday. Uh, that's the plan. Takes a couple days to install them. Um, and then uh, once the stairs are installed, then they can pave the walkways and the, and the oh, yeah. areas that need to get paved. Yeah. So um, that's kind of throwing a little bit of the uh, completion things off as those stairs. Um, I can tell you the baseball press box has stairs. It looks really good. <laughs> what uh, Now, looking at the, the field, I, I didn't get a sense for where the concession stand would be, for instance. Uh, so it's uh, the north end of the field, uh, or the south end of the field, I guess, um, which is located near the uh, school, so uh, in that on the by the embankment there. Yeah, so you know we had, it, the the end zone nearest the school side of the the field of the and I'm talking football, soccer, lacrosse field, uh, Don Rule Field uh, that has a, a nice concourse. It's a great field when you walk down there. It's, it's an elevated area above the field, about four and a half five feet above oh, the field. Nice. Um, we're gonna have some tables, some benches there, um, and then the concession stand with bathrooms are gonna be right there as well. So it's a, it's a really nice feel when you first come into the stadium. It's a pretty it's a, the concourse is pretty impressive, and I so think people will enjoy that aspect. The bathrooms would be regular bathrooms, not porta Reg- potties. Well, no regular port- bathroom. Boy, that's nice. That's nice. Now parking. Parking is a little bit of a problem. Um, 
uh, we didn't we didn't add any parking like in the immediate vicinity. Um, you know, the campus at, at Lewiston has a significant amount of, amount of car, uh, you know, parking spots. Um, so we have the upper park uh, lot, which is uh, nearest the gym. It's a very short walk from that area. Uh, below that, we have another lower parking lot by the gym yes. entrance. Yeah. It's a little bit of a longer walk. Uh, you could use the front of the building and park there. We added some spots. Uh, that's part of the summer project is added some spots up there. So, um, you know, you get got to walk. And, and if you don't want to do that, like uh, the baseball field, uh, field hockey field, and so forth, you can park on Karen Street. On the you, edge of the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and just walk in the stadium. So you could have parking on Karen Street. You could have parking on... Uh, Jefferson and uh, Birch so you know there's some areas there you just walk up um, and then uh, we will also be able to use the call say I was gonna um, say the call say will they let you do that yeah or? that's part of it we we, we do rent uh, pay a yearly fee to rent some parking oh, there you do, yeah. yeah so uh, they know that you know we just gotta it's a it's just coordination with us in the call say if they have an event we can't park there but if they're not people are free to park there walk up it's it's a very short walk into the back yes. of the stadium so yeah. You know, it, it, it's not ideal. It's nothing you can get out of your car and walk there, but, you know. Um, so people would be able to get tickets on that Collie Say end, and then the, the, would there be a walkway yeah, from there? Yeah, there's, there's three walkways, actually, oh, through nice. the facility from that area. Um, so when you walk in the back of this, the entrance, you know, that you're talking about by the Collie Say, which is Birch and uh, Jefferson Street, uh, there's another big concourse between our baseball field hockey field, um, which is called Joe DeShane's Field, and the track. And there's a big tarred concourse area oh, there nice. that's really nice. Um, like I think we put some nice features in that people will kind of right. enjoy. Nice. So if you would, uh, this is long range planning. Yep. Probably haven't even thought of it yet, but let's say the MPA said we like to host a state event on your field, maybe football. Uh, Maybe a shuttle from the Colisee if people aren't into the walking thing. Uh, we could. I, I really don't think it's that significant a walk. Yeah, it's um, not, I mean, I don't think so. But I mean, I, I know down at Hadlock, uh, down at Fitzpatrick, you got to no, walk sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And and I I think there's no you know, parking. From, well, what's, uh, geez, you, you high roller, you parked at Fitzpatrick. I'm parking on the bridge. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 you're walking. You better get there really early. I will go ahead. I will take that extra couple of steps. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you, it's reasonable to walk there. Uh, we could do a shuttle thing. We've, we've, we've thought about that. We've looked at that. Um, you know, we've got – I think we've got a facility that can offer some different things. What about um – I'm uh, going to ask you something about baseball. Um, I mean, lights. You said possibly there'll be lights there eventually. Is that phase two of the plan? Or? Yeah, there's a couple of parts to the second phase. Um, so, you know, some of the things that have to get done, uh, we need lights for uh, Joe DeShane's field. Uh, we, we put the bases in. We ran all the conduits. So the wire's all in place. It's just a matter of attaching the pole and putting the lights on it. Nice. So we've done yeah. half that part of it. The big part. Yeah. Um, the concession stand area uh, over by baseball and track uh, doesn't have finished bathrooms. Uh, we've got the, the plumbing in, uh, all the rough plumbing in. It's just a matter of getting the fixtures and doing some, sure. some stuff there. Also, the concession stand needs some work there. So there's a couple, four or five areas that you know we know the second phase of this that need to get completed over time. I sent the pictures to my kids, and uh, my daughter said, no, I can't. She kept thinking, okay, it's over where the field used to be. I said, no, no, you, that's all gone. There's a, there's a school there now. So eventually she got acclimated. And then the next question is, where's field hockey going to play? Yeah, field hockey's on, on the baseball field. So Perfect. It's it's on turf. Uh, it, it's, it, it looks great. Um, 
Oh, I was on it. It's fantastic. Yeah, so field hockey's going to have a nice new field. They're excited to get on it. Oh, um, yeah. uh, everybody has something in the facility that's going to influence them, um, and I think that's a, a good feature of the project. Wow, that's nice. We have, a, we, have a, we have another guest, by the way, a surprise guest. Bringing a guest in for us, I guess. Surprise I guess, guest. I, apparently, it's this is your life for Jason Fuller, uh, Boston Herald sports editor Justin Pelletier, because apparently Justin had nothing else going on this morning because quote the Patriots don't play until tonight. I believe that's what he said. Is that am, am nothing I, happens in Boston? You, you right? know, easy easy day in sports. Justin, uh, you're right there. I am. Okay. All right. You're on. You're on. You, you are here. You're joining us now. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Good morning. How are things treating you in Boston? Hey, so far, so good. That's it's, good. Uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of a light day today because we don't have anything going on until tonight. So uh, between the Sox playing later and the Patriots playing later and uh, everything else being kind of mellow today, it's, uh, you know, Holy Cross opened up yesterday. BC opened up earlier this week. But today's kind of like that sitting in the middle of, of the calm before uh, between storms, I, I guess. Well, I, I guess. Say. Is there um, is there any teams down there that could beat the Lewiston boys soccer team? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I, I bet uh, we'd be challenged. <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, there probably is, but uh, at, the, at the same time, they haven't started yet either. You're down down here, so I, I couldn't tell you. All right, all right. Uh, let, me, let me let me get let me get my high school sports editor Danny Ventura. Let me get him on that. And see if we can find somebody to, to, uh, to offer a challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we should. It should be the showdown. I really, do. I mean, they, they've got a beautiful s- facility now in Lewiston, or you know that that you know that that could be that'd be great, man. I'd I'd like to see that. I'd totally like you know, to see the, that. The, the, faci- the facility isn't complete until the press can get into their own box. That's what I hear. That's I think that's, <laughs> you got to give me another week. Give me another week, and we might be able to take care of that. You know, you know what you need to do is you need to employ Russ Dillingham at the Sun Journal. You need to employ his drone to help you out figure, figure, figure out that, that process. Yeah, he, he did a great job the other day. It was a great video <laughs> he just posted. Yeah, that was a really good photo that kind of showed everything. And the best part was it actually showed the Colisee in the photo. So people were like, oh, really? You parked the Colisee? Yeah, you know, that, I mean, that's what my daughter said. Oh, I see. There's the Colisee. That's, that's the only way she could does, figure out. Jason, it, it sounds kind of weird to say this, but this kind of tie in the, the hockey. Like, hockey always has to play, like, you know, nobody ever seems to have the arena next to anything else. Is this kind of cool? Does this kind of like, you know, with with the way everything switched, it, it, it kind of tie the hockey in together with it? You know what I mean? Like makes it a part of campus almost. It does. It uh, its own thing. For, we we've always been lucky uh, playing at the Coliseum. I mean, it's in our backyard. Uh, you know, people didn't realize sometimes how close we were to it. Um, I think the project opened up that space, and you can see the tie-in now. Um, you know, it. it I know for me, I've always laughed driving on the turnpike, and there's a sign that said the Lewiston Sports Complex, and I always wondered what that was. And yeah. Maybe now, we have that now. now I think we have, we have uh, it all yeah. tied in with the Colisee there and uh, the fields. And you know, it's fortunate you had all that all that land. Yeah, we were lucky. Cool. We, I, I think the people that know Lewiston and understand what it looked like are a little surprised at what we had to do. Um, there was a giant hole there we had to fill in, and, uh, uh, you know, so there's a lot of change in the shape of that land to make this project work, and I think that's been kind of a neat thing to watch unfold. So the next the next thing you guys all have to do is, is uh, find a place for a minor league soccer stadium, right? Since soccer is now the sport of Lewis, and you need to have uh, some sort of minor pro soccer in town, right? That's what the next thing? Well, I, I think we could host it on uh, Don Roo Field. It's, it's a... It's a Nice, large, long. Yeah, field looks great. It's turf. We could probably do that. <laughs> Soccer on turf. A little, off-season, a little off-season extra revenue. You know, I'm, I'm, we're all about a little extra revenue right now. 
that can fund the lights on uh, Joe Deshane's field. There you go. Oh yeah, well that's a that's a that's another good point. Soccer, Justin, have you ever played soccer on on a turf field? Is there any difference to that as opposed to playing on a grass field? Like uh, specifically, like uh, slide burn wise. <laughs> uh, I haven't. You, you should ask my wife about that one. She uh, she played on the, on the turf down at, at Fitzpatrick uh, before they redid it, um, and it, it promptly led her to uh, her second ACL injury. So she's going to have some opinions on that too, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's new <laughs> turf now, though. It's new turf. The field turf doesn't doesn't rip well, like it. And that's exactly it. It was, it was completely different. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that, yes, of course. But uh, um, I personally have played a little bit on the, the the indoor surface at Ingersoll, but again, very different feeling. Um, I've run around a little bit on the base turf and and, and at Garcelon, and that's much better. You know, so it's it's just a matter of of getting used to it and adjusting. Uh, certainly, different kinds of shoes, different kinds of uh, ways of playing, um, and the way Jason. Did it, or the way you know the, the people who constructed it did it? It's, it's so wide; it's going to be you know full regulation size soccer, which is not something that most schools are have. Um, if you're playing on a football field, your field isn't regulation soccer sized, and this is going to be a huge advantage for a team like Lewis. With that skill, yeah. Mm. No yeah. question. Is is this kind of like how we used to see it in in like college hockey when when Maine used to struggle because they used to have to go to bigger arenas? You know what I mean, kind of that sort of deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, I mean, UNH was really the only place that had a a bigger than NHL sized rink. Um, it's all you know. It's more like what the old Garden was was actually smaller than regulation size, yes. right? Um, so now you know everything in the NHL is kind of standardized. But uh, UNH still has their Olympic size sheet, and and they used to build their teams around that, and they kind of got away from that, and that's why that team has struggled so mightily over the years. But uh, um, it used to be such an advantage for them, and now it's it's kind of the opposite, which is is too bad um, for them. Obviously, not for their rival in hockey. But uh, um, yeah, I'd say it's similar to that. You know, if, if Wilson and continues its its speed and skill, um, which I don't see that slowing down at all, then that size of field and that shape of field is going to really play to those advantages. Justin Pelletier is the sports editor of the Boston Herald. Justin, what uh, can we expect? Any what can we expect for you uh, guys, uh, Patriots coverage wise this evening? As the Patriots open up their preseason uh, uh, games, which everybody gets excited about, and then in the second quarter, everybody realizes, "Wow, I don't know any of the rules. There's a lot of flags. Who's I don't everybody? know any of these players." What and oh God, please, no one get hurt. That's really <laughs> yeah. the excitement gives way to terror really quickly. Well, there's, I mean, there's a there's a, a, a really big question as to how they're going to use, who they're going to use, and how often. Um, you know, Julian Edelman, kind of like the, you know, two years ago with with Brady, um, because he was going to be sitting out four games, they actually gave him more work in the preseason than he had previous, um, and, and and that clearly worked out, as we all know. Um, this year, with Edelman sitting out the first four games, do they give him a few more reps? And, of course, he's also on record this week saying, you know, I'm not in football shape, I'm not feeling right, you know, I need to work harder. Do they give him more reps in the preseason? Maybe. Maybe not in the first game, maybe in the second and third games. Uh, maybe he sees action in that fourth preseason game when most starters take off because he's not going to be playing for the next four weeks after that. Um, so he's a big question mark there. Of course, uh, you know, all the talk about the Gronkowski, what's he going to do? He's been a little bit more subdued in camp. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use him early on. Uh, Brady hasn't been throwing as much, nearly as much, in camp. Um, he skipped all the OTAs, of course, but in addition, his camp has been really, really subdued. This this past couple of weeks was 11 practices in, 
and he's barely had two or three full days of practice uh, where he's gone hard. And so whether that's for uh, conditioning purposes, whether that's uh, kind of preservation, uh, or whether that's his decision, that's still up in the air. So, you know, those would be the, things, the big things to watch. Of course, the running back situation is a big thing to watch, and, and the receiver position behind Edelman is, is an interesting one to watch, too. So a lot of really cool uh, things to watch here in the next couple of weeks with this team. A lot of Danny Antling. You know, I've heard uh, a lot of chatter about Belichick really has loved the two or three practices against another team. You know, I've always said, that way 100% of the injuries are not yours. You get a chance to bang on somebody else. And that's when they get real work done about, we thought this scheme was going to work. Whoop, it didn't. Uh, we got to tweak it. You don't tweak those things in those preseason games. It's like I used to say, you put a kid in a hockey rink, and in one practice he's going to handle the puck and touch the puck more than he will in 19 games. In one lousy practice, it, it just you know, and you can't simulate what they what they can get in a practice. And I mean, in a game, it's just they don't touch the puck. And the same thing, you don't trap as much in a game as you could in practice by doing it over and over. And uh, they're not they're not scrimmaging anybody this year. In the, the first time in a long time, they, yeah. they didn't bring anybody Nobody in. Nobody really wanted to do it. Well, the teams they were scheduled against, I, I don't think that the, they didn't want to do it. He wasn't going to do it against Philadelphia hoping that maybe they see them later on and that kind of thing. So that'll be interesting, how they handle the preseason games. Well, that's exactly it, because they haven't had that. You know, this will be the first time these running backs are going against people who are actually trying to strip the ball from them. You know, these are the first time they're going to actually get thrown to the ground with any sort of force, <laughs> um, that kind of thing. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it will be very interesting. But, again, they're all fighting for that spot because uh, you have such a, a, an apparent – glaring hole there um you know so and i know and i know uh uh jason i know you're uh, eagerly awaiting that uh, that showdown against the lions here in a few weeks too right absolutely can't wait <laughs> very excited are, are about you that a pilgrimage to detroit for that one i that's the plan right now that yeah that that should that's my getaway weekend so by the way what what's the deal are you guys happy with that new coach out there doing a, doing a good job you know following training camp it's been it's been so so far so good uh I think the last couple of days with uh, Oakland has been good, and we'll see you, uh, Friday night at ten thirty. By the way, it's on uh, NFL Network. Really? Oh uh, yeah. So I get so, to I get to watch it live. So they did. Uh, they did. They did have some inner squad. You know, two teams. Huh? Yep. Interesting. Yep. They they flew out to Oakland a couple of days ago, and because there's been some talk. Where did I see it? Some report online that Gruden's showing them films from the nineteen seventies or something like that, and they were saying, "Where do these things come from?" You know. So. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it was intense with John Gruden around out there. So I'm, I'm wondering, though, Jason, did um, uh, has Patricia learned from Belichick in terms of his disclosure of any going on in these practices? Yeah, I think he's a little different than Bill's just a class by himself with those things. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he seems a little more open than maybe Bill used to be. A little more open? <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, not hard to, to be a little more open. I do like to... Justin, I can't imagine trying to make a living getting quotes from Bill Belichick. Holy, you know, nightmare. That, that, that's why we hire who we hire, because uh, I, I can't imagine it either, but these folks are, are pretty good at it. Karen and Kevin have done a, a phenomenal job. But, uh, you know, the, the real way around it and the way anybody else treats it is you get what you get from Bill, but then you go after the other people. You know, I mean, that's just <laughs> that's the way it is. You know, every once in a while, though, like we got the, we got the, uh, the press notes 
the other day from his uh, uh, his press conference uh, during practice. I think it was see Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Mondays. Uh, no, they had Monday off. Tuesday's press conference, and there were some answers. I mean, he went off. He just he, he spoke for like four or five sentences at a time about certain things. Uh, the rules, the new rules, uh, he spoke to for a good three, four sentences. Uh, and <laughs> you think you lasted like three or four sentences. Well, that's better than the one that he usually gives you. You know, and, <laughs> you know and, and, but he did. He, he spoke about that. He spoke about some of the defenders. He spoke about uh, uh, Eric Decker coming in, um, things like that. And he spoke a little bit more at length. And, and it depends on the subject. It depends on the timing. It depends on the, the overall mood. I think it, it all just really depends on that. And uh, um but the other thing is, if he's not going to say things like that, then you have to go to the other wide receivers in camp to talk about Eric Decker. You go to the other to the defensive backs who have to defend him in practice, things like that, that you get more out of than just what the coach is going to tell you. Justin Pelletier, sports editor for the Boston Herald, joined us unannounced today. Just just a surprise. We love surprise the surprise, thing. He yes. Was, he just he saw that Jason was on and he had to call in. I well, I appreciate that. Don't don't flatter him. <laughs> wow, there we go. Oh now it's now it's real. Oh boy, there now, it is. Yeah, now, now it's, it's real. real. Yeah. Now it's now it's real. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. You got it. Take care, Thank Justin. You. That is Justin Peltier, sports editor of the Boston Herald. The Patriots, of course, in action tonight, preseason wise. He did ask a question. The the good one, press box. Yep. One team one end, one team the other end, score in the middle, score a timer, whatever. Are there uh, How many boxes are up there? There's supposed to be eight. So that's what we had in the, the previous field. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there was always one that was, like, blocked off and doored out, and it was kind of the press one. Um, I don't think I have that one in the new new, new uh, press box, but there's supposed to be eight boxes in there and uh, full Wi-Fi and the whole nine yards. So hopefully it's – Sweet. I think it's – think it's ready to go. They just got to run all the wires and, and do that. Uh, yeah, right now on paper, it looks like Aaron Morris um, is going to do quite a few of your games. And because uh, he, he said right away, geez, Gus LeBlanc is there and I'm going out with his daughter. I, maybe I should do those games. And Yeah. So he We're jumped, glad to have him. Yeah, he yeah. jumped right in on that. He's a good man. He'll, he'll yeah, do, he does a great job and he job. enjoys it and, yeah. and very knowledgeable when he does it. Oh, he sure is. Yep. We... We're going to take a break. Jason Fuller is the athletic director at Lewiston High School. We'll have more with him on the way. We'll talk golf in the 11 o'clock hour. You are listening to the Beatles Daily from Central, Central Maine Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. So. You're listening to the Beatles Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better. 
A better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained... The the uh, the penultimate day before vacay. Yeah, get this. He's on vacation next week, so we're going to have the best of. Right, week yeah. after, I'm on vacation. The boss, the boss has told me I'm going hiking, kayaking, and fly fishing in Arista County, well, up in Baxter. There's nothing and, wrong with that, though. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> That's a good way to spend a vacation, isn't it? And we can take our dog. We get it's a pet friendly place. The dog will have the time of his life, her life. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll be exhausted. My wife, as you know, is the fitness king. So, yeah, but you'll have a good time. I'll come back limping, and you know the whole the whole deal. I'm really <laughs> I'm really kind of concerned about you. Um, just you know, fly fishing. Never have done it. We went to a clinic at L.L. Bean Outdoors. Yep, it, it's fun as heck. She said. I think when up there there's chances for us to fish, and she said, but you can only fly fish in the place we're going to be. And she said, she doesn't like to fish where you just throw it in and just sit there. She said, i got to do something. Yep. You know, I said, well, you're fly fishing, you'll be doing something. We had a blast. There were just three of us in the group, so we got plenty of attention. I tell you, you go to L.O.B. and you want to learn how to do something. They were The guy was fantastic. They're outside, the outdoor center they have and, and, and training oh. areas, they, they, do, they do a great job. When we got there, there were people off to the side doing archery. Young kids and, you know, just learn how to do it, whatever. And we, I don't know if I ever told you that. We got a, in the back of our property, when I, the field that I mow my lawn and then the field, there's a, there's a rise up. We, put, we used to put a couple of targets here, and my kids learned how to do it, you know. Just, I mean, it didn't, we did it a couple of summers, and then, you know, they got other things going on, but... It was great. If somebody said, how do you do that? They would both be say, I know how to do that. Yeah, I couldn't do it if I tried. <laughs> no, it's, 
hell of a lot more hard. It's harder than it looks. Yep. You take the skin off your arm. If you don't, if you don't know what you do, if you don't keep your arm straight, you're going to have some dings on your arm. I can tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we had a blast, and I would recommend. I'm not. I'm not trying to do an ad for LL Bean, but I'm telling you what, they know how to do it. They really do. I would. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope if they're going to sign people up for these classes and get them to show up that they have some sort of concept of what's going on with the whole thing. But it wasn't thing. just, it, we just had fun. Yeah. I said to Chris, geez, this was fun. I was saying, she's gone on this, okay, we'll both retire. She retired this spring, you know. So we went to the marshes in Scarborough. Yep. Canoe. You, it, there's no there's no current. You just kind of canoe along and they say, there's this and there's that and give you the history. Now and a half. Yeah. Nice, nice thing. Then the next day, we went down to the waterfront in Lewiston, uh, between the bridges, and uh, the the Main Street Bridge and the Walking Bridge, and yep. then the I call it the old bridge. Yep. Um, you get in with a kayak. Uh, we each had our own kayak, and we went and saw where the caverns were and the tunnels, the, and the, the, it was great. Now they've See? blocked those off. You can't get in yeah, those anymore. Yeah, you can't get in now. But we we got right up in as close as you could yeah it's, it's really neat down there it, it was fantastic and we it was an hour and a half same thing just enough paddling that when i got back i my shirt was it was one of those hot nights but on the way back we were in the shade it, really it was just there's a lot of stuff to do in maine that we forget about really they really are you know why because we're in it no it's true i you, mean as i've gotten older like i've had to I've had to like look around and figure out like what i want to do around here because there is so much to do around. it's like well wait a minute when I was a kid, it never made any sense to me why the hell anyone would want to come here for the summer. I'm like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, what are you so doing here? here. So what, are you, what are you planning on doing here? Like, why are you coming here? Now I totally understand. All you have you know to look you? is every Friday yeah. coming they, up the trip like that. I'm telling you, it is loaded. And, the, and then it's, Sundays trying to leave the state. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Yeah, you're not moving on the trip like no, in those days. you no. are not. Like, not even close. Like, we have to leave on Sunday because we're going, we're going to the Yankees game. Uh, before for day one of the trip. Oh, did you? Oh, did, better go early. Yeah, I'll be. Oh, yeah, we're leaving early. We're gonna we're gonna leave early. We're gonna leave very early. Dimension. We're we're bringing uh, uh, kids. Yeah, bringing a whole crew. Yeah, bringing a whole crew. So I said, what do you got? Nine a van. I yeah. Mean, yeah, there's only six of them. You know, two two vehicle two vehicle. Well, one one crew's taking. We're going. Oh. There's there's team A and team B in this situation. Oh, it's a tandem. So yeah. we're gonna be like taking it's a whole thing but anyways the kids will all be there they get they get to try those amazing sundays did i send you the pictures of the sundays at yankee stadium they put like mini cupcakes in the thing like a full cookie like it's ridiculous i I haven't seen this Uh, i mean after you eat it your hands going like that yeah like you can actually yeah you're like everybody's i'm like why is everybody shaking like there's no oh oh just everybody has all this excess energy so they're like bouncing cheering everything's really good yeah everything's great everything's fine but it was craziness there's a sugar there was a ton of them there was a they had one with a brownie i swear to god the brownie was as big as my hand and they had is he more excited about the sunday yeah but i can't see the thing is i'm not gonna eat it i'm gonna eat bacon on a stick on a stick all right all right you should understand that that's that's pretty impressive it's like this it's just all bacon yeah it's like the bacon on a stick bacon is pretty stick. is pretty great, and I mean the, that. There's nothing of bacon, wrong with bacon on a stick, oh, no. and it's only like five bucks. I'm like, yeah, load me up. I'll take one of those. Take one of that. Sure. Oh yeah, showed pictures. That there was a smorgasbord. Restaurant next door has great smoked wings. It's perfect. You just slide in. So what else? Going to see Yankees game. Going to see the Yankees game, and then we're going. And then we're. I don't have to brainwash they're them. They want to go. They're already gone. They already. They're already. What else? 
Uh, then we're going to Niagara. I don't know what's oh, going on nice. for Niagara. For the, I think we're going to do a bunch of touristy things and boats. Maybe try to find Champy. I don't know how that's all going to go. The Mystic, whatever it's called, we yeah. go right up into the falls. We did that for our 40th wedding anniversary. It's fantastic. You're soaked. Who cares? They give you a little plastic thing to put on. You laugh. I mean, you're soaked. It's yeah, I just, I just got came back from that area. I was up in the uh, Rochester area. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah last you know weekend. Maddie, my advice would be, though, check out the list of the things that you might do at Niagara Falls. And now, we were on the Canadian side, so it's a little different. But do the do the Mystic ride with the boat as the last thing of the day because you're gonna you are gonna be wet no matter what they do. Yeah, not soaked through. I, I was I was over dramatic. I'm not gonna be like Chevrolet Wyndham 2009. No, right? not quite. But you don't want to be do that the first thing in the morning. Okay. And then the rest of the day you're going. Geez, my shoes are squishy. You know. Yeah, that's no, that's you. usually the best. What else? So Niagara Falls. Uh, no. That's what we're doing. We're doing. There's a bunch of stuff around there. I guess. Oh to yes. I am trying to sneak out for a day to either get to Cleveland or Pittsburgh for a game. Like I'm trying. You're, to, you're that close. I mean. I, I mean, I'm within driving distance. I tried to get over to. I was hoping I could get to Buffalo to watch a game. Right? Because yeah. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Like, I scheduled a bunch of things this year. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was injured uh, when I went to see him in, in Portland. He was out. He was on the DL. So I missed that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can catch them in Buffalo. No, they're in, like, Idaho or someplace oh, yeah, like that. Some ridiculous place. And I'm like, what well. What about Toronto? They, who, who are they drive, playing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't buy Idaho. the passport. I didn't buy the passport yet. Uh, I so you were bu- closer to Toronto than Elvis. I didn't want to buy nine passports. I, I, I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, I was just like, because if I buy one for me, like, I can't just... I don't want to just leave the kids I'll over on the American in, I'll side. I'll be back like, in two days. Guys, I'll be back in a couple days, head to Toronto. <laughs> see you soon. Blue Jays happen to be out of town that week anyways, apparently. Oh, there you go. So that didn't, that didn't even work. So my thought is we either get to Cleveland or we get to Pittsburgh for, for one game before before we go. And you, know, you make that a day trip. So fingers crossed I can pull that off. I'm trying. I'm, I'm working on it. So far, I've, all I've got is, and we get cheap seats at, at Yankee Stadium, less than 20 bucks a seat. So I have no idea how far back we're going to be. I just know it's shaded. That's all I cared about. Is it shaded? Yes. Okay, then we're good. That was all that mattered. You're in Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah. I was in Yankee Stadium. I'm not going to get a sunburn. Okay. We're in. I'm totally in. And the kids don't care. I told them. We went to Boston not this past week and the weekend before. And uh, we went down uh, Saturday during the day. And they they walk everywhere, my kids. And so we walked... Run, walked errands, whatever, and then uh, we did take the subway in town. We needed to go to the Apple Store. My wife uh, needed a couple of things. Anyway, went to the Red Sox game, walked through the Freedom Gardens, had a couple of nice restaurants we stopped to, fun stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I looked at my Fitbit when I got home. We walked eight miles on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> got a little exercise in there. You, Just you a didn't, little. Did, didn't plan on that. And then Sunday... We went to Cambridge and rented bikes. Well, we rent, a couple of us rented bikes. The others had bikes. My wife and my son have bikes, of course. He rides his bike to work every day. Anyway, rain or shine, snow making a difference. And um, we did the uh, Minuteman Trail. Never done it. It's, it's off. You know, there's no, there's no traffic. There's a line down the middle coming this way. Stay on one side. You stay on the other. It's just full of runners, walkers, bikers, everything. It was fantastic. And there's ice cream on the other end. So, anyway. We're it, back to ice cream again here. It was a fun Everything was a fun is day. about ice cream. Not nothing ice. wrong with it. You know, I don't know summertime, how that we, we want to, might as well have ice cream. Right. I said I'm trying to do the low carb, and it's working, by the way. Yeah. yeah really well. You're doing well? Good. You're looking, you're looking sharp. My wife brought home 
corn on the cob. Oh, it's one of my. It's my, <laughs> pretty much one of my favorites. At least in the summertime. Didn't have any. Uh, you got to have corn on the cob. Well, I'm going to stick with it until I gonna get some place where I feel reasonable. Yeah, that's it. So, you'll you'll know where you're you'll know where you're feeling, and you know where where you're at. We we were doing games at the Augusta Civic Center last winter, and of course he's been hardcore. I mean, he won't even look at something that's got carbs in it. All of a sudden, two of us doing the broadcast. He's the third person running the board and whatever, and he's gone for it. But all of a sudden, he came back. He's got he goes everything. He said, Jesus said. If that had sugar and carbs in it, it was on the table. I went he off. had M&M's. I mean, he had everything. Right. I kept going, my God, man, you're going to have a coronary right here in front of us. I mean, he went way off. Yeah. And then so you got to go. Right go hard, right? Day. No, yeah. yeah. No, that's what he said. Go big or go home. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're going to do it. I, those are starting to get fewer and far between, though, because it's just the recovery from those is too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, boy, sugar. To me, to me at this point, like eating sugar is like, you know, reformed alcohol, uh, alcoholic, like or an alcoholic, like eh, I don't want to drink that. You know what I mean? Like you just, it leads you right back down the road. And you're like, eh, I took yesterday off. Why don't I take today off? Or maybe I can take tomorrow off. Like I, I can't get there because I have my Mountain Dew every morning. Yeah, so. <laughs> that'll give you a little Mountain jolt, won't it? See, Mountain every morning, every and morning. I, I had friends of mine like they used to start with Mountain Dew, then all of a sudden they all switched to Mr. Pib because Mr. Pib had more sugar. Like, Josh gets ready to drive home after a weekend of skiing at Sugar Oaf, so he got all that way to go five hours. Two monsters in the in the holder. I go, oh my god, Josh, you'll be. I said, when you get home, do you stay up all night? Cause he's a night hawk like I am anyway. And he goes, no, I'll be all right. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Two monsters. He's I, honest to God, my hand would be shaking. Pretty sure. We will have more of the way. It's Beelis Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partners, Studios, Cross the MBR Radio Network. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. 
Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. Neela Staley, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios, across the NBR Radio Network. Lewis you know, Athletic Director Jason Fuller in the studio with us. Since we've been on Facebook Live, I've done a lot less drumming. Have you noticed that? Probably looks foolish. A little bit. You, you, oh, you're Live. you're now you're now cognizant of the things that you're doing. I shaved this morning. No one, Jason, was going to be here. I wanted to look good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> the white beard makes me look seventy-five years older. So. That's what my daughter used to say. I say, she says, hey, you going to bed, Dad? And I go, yeah. She says, you look like Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> just want to let you know. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
We will be talking with John Cook from the Golf Channel. He's a Golf Channel analyst. He's a multiple-time PGA Tour and PGA Tour Champions winner. He will join us in a little bit, talk about the PGA Championships that are happening this weekend. Tiger, not off to a great start. Justin Thomas in the lead. See? See, that's... Like, that's one of the questions I'm going to ask him. People like, get excited about whether he's still in it or not. Isn't that incredible? Ten years since he's won anything of major consequence. Ten years. <laughs> and people are still saying, how's Tiger doing? Yeah, absolutely. What? That's why I always, that's the first thing I do. Uh-huh. Where's Tiger? What's he doing? Hey, I had another question. Where's football going to practice? On the game field. Right on the field. Yep. So, I'm just trying to think about, one of the nice things about practice areas is this stuff off to the side so you can have a pit where the linemen drag the bags in and, you know, whatever. So everything's right there. Uh, by the way, did you see uh, Mike Hathaway was talking about it, and then there was a picture of it at Patriots practice, the donut for, for tackling? Yeah. Is that thing great? Have you, have you tried it? I've seen it. I'm not sold on it, though. No? I'm not, I, I haven't quite been convinced yet that, that it so has. So it's weighted? I, I guess yeah. I didn't. Okay, so it stands up. And they roll it and you go tackle it. You roll it and you try to tackle it. I like it. I like it. I like the idea anyway. I like the idea. I'm not. I'm not sold at convinced. I, I, I. I've seen it in action. I'm not quite convinced. Are they expensive? I don't know. We haven't bought one yet at Lewiston, so we haven't gone there yet. Because I know. I don't think they're overly expensive. I know it used to be when you wanted a. It used to be a seven man slide. Now they only, you can only buy. Well, you could get one, I guess, but five man. Yep. I, I guess they think the ends don't have to block. I don't know. Sure right. of that. Tight ends but, don't block anymore. Yeah. But anyway, they, they don't give those away. No, they don't. When I was at Skowhegan, our program was so big that we, we, we needed another sled to like for freshmen. We, we couldn't, didn't have enough time for everybody. So Monmouth had just dropped football. And the guy that I knew at South Soul Sporting Goods says, there's one available. I called him, bought it cheap, rented a U-Haul, big 24-foot or whatever. It took my guys, threw it on the truck, took it back. Yeah, we've, we've got it's two great. of them at Lewiston. I'm, I'm still trying to be convinced to let that on the so, turf field. So, oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I haven't quite got there yet. I haven't heard what, what people do with that, to be honest with you. That was another question. Well, I know Bates puts theirs on there. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure how. I wonder if you the, need a special kind. No, I, I think they all work the same. It's yeah. just what yeah. shape they're in, and how about, I'm a little concerned about ours. How about uh, with the field turf, you don't have to wear any special cleats? Nope, same cleats as normal. Whatever you always wear. Yep. I, I told, I think I told Maddie this story. I played on BU's first turf field. The crown was so big that you couldn't see the feet of the guys on the other sideline, number one. Number two, it was the, it was the carpet turf. When you went down, mm. there was blood, guaranteed. And um, I used to have that same problem in the Tiger Dome at Jay. Oh. Because I mean, all I could do was dive on the floor for loose balls because I really had no talent to do specialty. anything else. Yeah. That was his specialty. There's Found a place people. for that, though. There's a yeah. place for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So when you roll out to pass, I used to drag my foot a little bit. It's just a technique. It balanced my, my feet and whatever. On that thing, if you if you lift it and go to drag it, sometimes what you get is there's so much spring, your foot pops up, boom, down. So I'd roll out, throw the ball, and then roll around. <laughs> Coach said, what, what are you doing rolling the ground every time? I said, well... I tell you, you're going to probably take me out of the game, but anyway. Yeah, it's it's different. I, I my first year at college was at Cornell University, and they had my first experience with turf, and they had the old carpet turf. It was Ooh. beautiful, though. Oh yeah, I uh, I loved it. Um, but yeah, it's a different experience. And no, but that wasn't where you hurt your knee. You hurt your knee playing basketball, right? Yeah, I've done it everywhere at this point. I did it uh, in high have school you, playing basketball, it? and then I did it at Cornell playing football, and then have you ever have you had to have it done more than once? Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. 
ACL both times? Three times. Oh, wow. You know, you don't talk about guys having it done the second time. <laughs> no, we've done we've done three ACL repairs. The third one, I, I blew it out again. So right now, my right leg, I don't have any. The, yeah. <laughs> no, no microfracture going so, on? So you'll be able to give us a knee replacement. That's the next year. Oh, nice. How, how, the, nice. how the procedures changed over the years. Very different from when you started that, right? Yeah. Well, what they, what they do. I was very fortunate when when I blew it out playing uh, basketball. I went with uh, Doug Brown down in Portland, and he was one of the leaders. Spectrum, one of my big sponsors. Yes, he. Mm-hmm. And I can't say enough good things about he him. He just retired, by the way. I know he did. Um, so he uh, he came in, and uh, he was real innovative, um, and uh, we he was really up on the time. So we did one of the you know newer surgeries then. Second time, we took it out of my left knee to. To, to do the, the repair, and then the we actually did a cadaver for the third one. So we've, we've done a little everything with, with Dr. Brown. He, uh, I told him, well, he just did my knee when I had meniscus, but I, I told uh, Maddie the story when we were talking about Spectrum. I had a kid, uh, Jeff Golden, who's one of the best running backs I ever had at Skowhegan, big, rugged fullback. He was carrying the ball up here, and he landed on it on the ground. It separated his shoulder out the back. Mm. People started going like, yeah, 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 what are you going to do with that? I said to his dad, can I take him? You come with me. Let's go to Dr. Brown. We went to Dr. Brown. He said, oh, we can fix that. Now, that was the last game of the season. Yep. Came back next year and never missed a play. Didn't yeah. need a brace or anything. I mean, that those guys are unbelievable. Yeah, they were really good with me. Um, you know, one of the things I went when I went in to see him the first time, yeah, I blew it out and playing basketball in March in the playoff game against South Portland. And... Uh, you know, it was really swollen, so he said, "I got to wait a month to let the swelling go down." And we had the surgery in April, and I said, "Well, here's here's, here's the goal: I want to play football my senior year, so I, I I'd like to be on the field uh, August, middle of August." And he said, "Well, here's what you have to do: here here are the requirements, and if you can get to that point, we'll let you play." And he was he was really good about being progressive and letting me do some things, um, and uh, I was able to play my senior year and. Uh, when uh, Josh hurt his knee his senior year, just before his senior year at the base camp, crazy kid come running in, being funny, and it, it uh, really shredded. It didn't completely tear. It shredded his medial collateral ligament. Yep. And we took him. We got we got the MRI done. We took him right to Brown's. Well, down there. It wasn't Brown himself this time. But, uh, you know, you're always thinking, okay, they those guys love to operate. Yeah. No. He said, look, are you going to play in college? Josh said, I, probably not. You know, he knew then he was going to Wesleyan. And he said, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a cryo cuff. I never heard of him. Love him. Love him. You pull it on, it fits over your knee, you put ice in it. Last thought that he wore it to school, he said, get the swelling down. And he said, I'm going to give you this brace. He measured him, whatever, gave him a perfect brace for it. And he said, wear this, for practice and whatever. And he said, you're probably going to miss the first two games. Well, we had gone to a different doctor, and they said, you're out for the whole year. Yep. Never missed anything else. And after... About halfway through hockey season, he didn't wear, stop wearing it. They didn't have him catch his senior year. Yep. He, he was a pitcher or something anyway, so he pitched and played first base. But, you know, those guys, like I say, they knew exactly what he needed to do. Done. That's what you want. I, I, don't, I don't need to go on and, and be a commercial for him, but I certainly could because my experience has been fantastic. Yeah, they... Uh they helped with my partially torn ACL that I got um, while walking my dog in sandals in the snow. So, you know, that was that was my... Uh, 
That was my injury. It was good. Every time he comes into the ice rink to see if everything's set up, right, I look down to see if he's wearing sandals. And no, usually around November is when yeah, I stop that. Maybe. Maybe. First snow typically is yeah. when I'm like, hey. Probably a good decision. Yeah. Probably shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. It's kind of kind of how I do it anyways. Just a little bit. So we've uh, have you seen the uh, little pieces that Jeremy Rancourt's done for the Twin City Twin, Thunder? I have not seen the pieces. I've heard about them, but uh, you know Jeremy's a great sp- spokesman for them. He's a great kid. Uh, I know how much he loves the game of hockey and how hard he's worked around it. So he came in one day and uh, he did a piece like you're doing now. And then we had a a, a big booth set up outside, and they were giving away T-shirts and yep. they were signing autographs and. It was fun. They had music going. People, that pocket was full. People coming over, and yeah. it was great. Yeah, they, they, was. they've done a great job with their advertising and getting out in the, com- in the we'll give community. You a and where you go, and you. they'll, uh, they should be uh, exciting to have here in town. And I think that you know, hockey. It's, being in Lewiston, Auburn is a good place for them. Um, it's obviously hockey means a lot in this community. So good to have a name like that too on the roster i think that helps i think that helps people connect i think that helps people feel some sort of connection with some of these kids because sometimes when these kids are coming from all over the country it's tough to you know it's tough to get invested in that even though they're your team and yep. I, I i don't know why that is specifically for hockey here for some reason like people have no problem getting emotionally invested in the sea dogs because it's, it's simple. You go down and see the Sea Dogs, you're getting emotionally invested in guys that you're hoping when you get emotionally invested in them, you can be emotionally invested in them later when they're playing for the Red Sox. Yep. Hey, you know what I mean? Absolutely. We saw them play a so, long time. And, and not enough people look at that like, you know, you could be looking at any of these guys and they could be playing for the Bruins or whatever your favorite team is. The Red Wings, you know, there's a lot of Habs fans around here. There's still a few French Canadian folk who I, I believe still live in the area I think a couple maybe, maybe. just a few just a couple uh, uh, except for those that moved to Boston to go be sports editors um, <laughs> you know speaking of notorious Habs fans yeah you know, so yeah. no I didn't know that about him really yeah oh, oh yeah huge boy. yeah huge. Hey, boy. he's uh, he's kind of the contrarian on everything you know what I mean he's uh yeah yeah he's got that he's got that going on for him it's nice Works so what are him. the big news uh I know we know that you hired uh, Gus Blank, uh, the football staff. Any other big changes? You know, one of the good things is I I was able to look down. We just had our coaches meeting, and there isn't a lot of changes on our our staff. Nice. Uh, um, uh, that's really nice. And, and I look at the staff we have assembled for the fall. They're they're great people. Uh, you know, they care about kids, and I think that's probably the most important part of the whole thing. Um, you know, you you got a guy like Mike McGraw coming back and. I lose track. I think it's year 38 or 39 or something like that. Um, you know, he's, he's a legend, and, and, and people uh, love him because just the person he is. And I think a lot of my coaches are in similar mold. When I came over last year to do that interview for, the, for our show, it, he came up to the office to meet me and took us forever to get back to where we were going to interview because everybody had to stop and say hi to him. And, oh, he's a, he's and a celebrity around he's the school, just, uh, he sure <laughs> and rightly is. so. Uh, you know, he, he treats kids great. Um, and you said they like – he likes playing on turf. Yeah, I think some soccer teams don't like that. Well, I, I think it's it's. I think the biggest thing for us is having home field without the big giant crown on it. Um, we yeah. can actually play yeah. the ball to that the sideline and it doesn't yeah. roll off the field yeah. and out of out of play. Um, I, I think uh, it's, it allows us to play the ball down even more. It, it, it's it's. I think playing on turf for us could be an advantage. Uh, I know last year us playing at Bates, our kids loved it, um, and we were pretty explosive on that field. So, I know 
why the crown on a regular field, you know, you got to get the place for the water to go. So what are the guidelines on how much of a pitch on a turf field? Are there, are they, there uh, is some guidelines on it. Uh, I know, you know, some fields are with a very small crown um, and there's, you know, drainage on all four corners. Uh the design that they went for for our field, based on where it was located, was a zero crown, so it is perfectly flat. Wow! Um, you know, we there's extra drainage underneath the subsurface, and uh, it, it's just different. I'm so used to being on the old Don Roof sure. field where it was a pretty significant crown, uh, especially the first couple of years, uh, and, and being on a flat field now, I think uh, it's just a real change, and uh, I think it's an advantage for us. Uh, move into a surface that's consistent all the time. You know, I, I know having been a lacrosse coach, playing lacrosse on turf is different. I'll never forget, we went to the playoffs, and we went down to play NYA, and, uh, well, yeah, I'm one of the two, but we played at NYA on that turf field, and and our guys are going, Coach, you watch them in practice, they're passing it to the alley, and it's bouncing, and they catch it on the bounce. It's like, rut row. Yeah, the, the, this could be trouble. Well, it's a huge <laughs> difference on lacrosse. So you, you can you can bounce past things <laughs> like you're playing Ooh, basketball. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing is it's easier to get ground balls and things like that. Um, our, our kids are going to enjoy playing on turf all year. Oh, it's going to be great. They should. Yeah, they should. I see. Wait, I mean, this is especially you know, I always see that with these schools because there's that one year. You know, I remember when Mount Blue had to do their stuff and they had to play like. They had to go play their games at uh, at Kemp Field up the road in a basically in a bee farm field. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> oh, do, 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 do. oh, hey, look at that! There's a football field. Look at that! Well, look at that! Like, you know, there's the challenges to that. It's it's good to start seeing that come to an end. And I I know there's a lot of folks on the other side of the river that are looking forward to the same thing happening at Edward Little here within the next few years. The end finally in sight for that as well. Yeah, know? they're excited. I know. Uh uh, Todd Sampson came over, walked the field. We kind of exchanged some stories, you know, things that I liked about the design, didn't like, and you know, so he can have some notes. Yeah, and nice. he starts designing his his complex and what what that's yeah, going to look over. Yeah, he was in uh, a couple, well, at least two weeks ago, maybe three now. Uh, soon after he got the job, he, we had him in, and we, we had a good time. And uh, while, while we were, he was, we were just starting at ten o'clock, and my 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 phone rings, cell phone, and, it, and it's a picture of Haley on it. He started laughing, and then because he had to tell a couple of stories about Coach Haley, absolutely like, that everybody's got. Yeah, he's going to be. It's going to be good. And we, he wasn't quite ready to talk about what the project looks like yet. I know that they're in the beginning stages of, of uh, the of building and where it's going to be, and what's the transition that you had to go through last year. I don't know how you do it with teams practicing one one day in one field and another uh, trying to schedule that and coordinate it. And inform the parents, uh, it's a nightmare. And it was I, tough, but, but my parents handled it. My coaches handled it really well. Uh, the kids were great about it. Um, you know, and certainly having someone like Bates willing to work with us was made it super easy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. just think if you were trying to do that and you didn't have that in this town. Oh, I, 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 you, I thought about it all the time. I'm like, I don't know what we would have done. Go to other schools? Yeah, what? You know, what? we talked one time when uh, our baseball team was going to uh, be away no, for two games during the weekend. So Somebody we, uh, couldn't uh, get games in. Bill came to me and he said, Do you, what would you think about us letting so-and-so play in our field? I said, absolutely. Yep. We're all in this together. You, Hi, John. You, you've got to take advantage of what you can because that field over there, of course, as you know, it drains this is as good as it gets. Yep. So, yeah. so it, we're, we're, we're ready. I think uh, Monday is, is going to be an exciting time. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to 
getting out there Monday and you know watching the teams on the on the field yeah. And, yeah. and seeing their thoughts after they they run and play on it and be interesting. You know, I really think as an AD, I I would say you might want to uh, step back and give the coach advice on where's everything going to fit because for a football coach, they, they you know they get tunnel vision and there is a probably a way to make everything fit on there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. They got a bigger practice field now than they did before, so they should be all right. We will now shift things over to talk about the PGA Championship this weekend. PGA Championship happening at Belle Reve in Missouri. And John Cook from the Golf Channel, Golf Channel analyst, joins us now to talk about that. Justin Thomas in the early lead of, of that event right now. John, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um been a little excitement a little more uh uh weekend excitement you know people have been waiting for the you know the tiger watch he hasn't gotten off to a great start here uh in in this tournament but what what does the pga need to do to get people tuning in so that when justin thomas is on the verge of history they're going to flip their tvs on and really start to showcase some of these young stars i i feel like the pga you know kind of in the same spot as mlb right now they've got some really good stars some really good talent and I, I, to get them into household names and things of that nature, do you? Th- wow, that's interesting. That's a very interesting question, and uh, there's probably no easy answer. Uh, to, to be quite honest, they are making a move into May, um, and I think that'll help the PGA Championship as it you know becomes the the, the second major instead of the fourth major. But uh, to get uh, people tuned in to these young these young players, it's just a matter of accepting them they're they're wonderful kids they are passionate about the game i think that uh, the more that they they you know get into who these kids are um i, I think that they can kind of get on board and, and and uh you know really enjoy you know watching some of these young kids you know the, the tiger era is is always exciting and he's you know still going he's trying to make this big comeback and he wouldn't be doing it unless he really thought that he would be competitive and, and, and continue on and maybe break some records. Uh, but, you know, just as in you know, the MLB or NFL or whatever sport that you follow, you know, these generations do pass down, and you know what? You, you get to embrace the sport that you love. And if you're a golf fan, uh, right now is a good time to be a golf fan, especially in the U.S. There's some great young stars, and you know what? They're really, really good kids. Which is always a always a key. Let's talk a little bit about the course at uh, Bellarive. You've had a little bit of success there. Uh, you finished runner up at the 1992 PGA Championship there. What's that? What's that course yeah, like? And what are some things they're up against? Yeah, the good. It's a really good golf course. It's long. Um, it, it's it's in different shape than when I played it in '92. Uh, it was firm and fast way back then. You know, back in the, the last century. But uh, you know, this year the it, they've had some heavy rain, so the the course is pretty soft, but the, the fairways are wide. They're very lush. The zoysia grass, which is a very cushiony uh, uh, piece of you know turf, ball sits up really well, almost like on a tee. The greens are bent greens, and they're very, very soft, very receptive. And uh, there's very little weather other than it's hot and it's humid, which means the ball, which means the ball is going to go really far, and the greens are going to be very receptive. So. Uh, a 180-yard shot into one of these you know, hole locations means you can fly it 180 yards, and it's just going to hold its spot. So uh, with very little wind blowing and the conditions just right, uh, the scoring is going to be incredibly low. 
Uh, looks like here, off to a good start again uh, through eight holes. Justin Thomas, uh, three under. Is that about where you're going to expect to see scores? You know, your your leaderboard is going to be around the 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 two below, three below, uh, three below par uh, all weekend, or will those go up? Or I know sometimes some of them are some of them are a little different. Like sometimes you just break par and you're doing pretty well, and other times right. you got to be like 27 under to do anything. So yeah. like what <laughs> what. It, for for the for the casual golf fan out there, what are some scores maybe they should expect if they're if they're you know kind of tracking the leaderboard this weekend? Well, you're right. In the U.S. Open at Shinnecock, even par was a great score. Uh, I mean that that's that par is a premium around there. Not so much this week. Uh, the scores are going to be low. I'm I'm thinking anywhere in the 15 to to 18 under range by the end of the week. So I mean you're looking at you know four to five under par each day. Uh, average, and uh, someone's going to get hot. There's going to be some low scores shot each day. I, I look for a you know, 65, 64s uh, around the golf course uh, each day, and I, I look to close to 20 under par. I might win this tournament because really there's no wind blowing. The course is very soft, it's very receptive. The fairways are fairly generous, and uh, these are great players. These great players, when they have conditions like that, you just watch out. They just go pin-seeking. John Cook is a Golf Channel analyst. He's here talking about the PGA Championship today. It's happening this weekend at Belle Reve in St. Louis. John, thank you very much for some time this morning. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your time out there. I appreciate it anytime. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate it. That is John Cook. He is an analyst with the Golf Channel. And he was talking about the PGA Championship this weekend and the sport of golf here on the Beelist Daily. We will take a break because we got to pay bills. Fourth quarter on the way. You're listening to the Beelist Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. 
Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 800 I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Bring your talents to PepsiCo. If you have a Class A CDL and you are 21 or older, apply for a new career at PepsiCo in Auburn as a full-time relief driver with a competitive benefits package beginning on day one, including medical, dental, vision, legal, paid holidays, and vacations, and a 401k plan with company match. Our drivers are home every night and earn $20.50 to $22.40 per hour. Now offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus, PepsiCo is an equal opportunity employer. Apply online at pepsijobs.com. You could have just taken that and doubled it, used it on something else. Hey, you know? I could go to I could, I could give it to you, and you can make some money. Yeah, on I, I could. Yeah, I could do that for you. I mean, double it's legal it. now, right? I mean, there's double no. It. I have no worries on that. It's all good. It's all fine. Oh goodness, it's a Beelus Daily on a Thursday from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. So far today, uh, by the way, Lewis and Athletic Director Jason Fuller joins us in studio today. Um, we have been joined by Seth Everett from NBC Sports, Major League Baseball Insider, John Cook, uh, analyst uh, analyst for the Golf Channel, talking about the PGA Championship, 
and Boston Herald sports editor Justin Pelletier joined us as well. You can hear all those after the show in the audio archives. Just look for MBR Radio on SoundCloud, or you can find it right on the front page of MBR.org. So in football, I, I happen to know that Bangor plays at EL to open the season. Who do you guys open up with? Him? Oxford Hills, which Ooh. is going to be a great Ooh, first game. Rivalry. That'll get that'll make preseason goal because you focused on that. Yeah, um, you know they're going to be very competitive this year. Home or away? At home. We uh, we planned it pretty well. So uh, that first weekend, Labor Day weekend, uh, we open up. Uh, all my teams have a game at home for that oh, week. Oh, nice! So. It starts on Thursday with a freshman football game. Uh, on the 30th and 31st, we open with Oxford Hills and football. I think I had a freshman soccer game before that. Nice. And then we've got soccer and field hockey on that Saturday. Everybody's at home, and everybody gets a chance to play and kind of open the stadiums uh, the right way. When we uh, put the lights in at Skowhegan, we, we made sure that the teams that were going to play on that field all got something over that first weekend. We've talked about whether or not teams, you know, for coverage-wise, or like you guys with the yell and whatever, used to be that we couldn't play football on on Saturday night because of the films. You couldn't get the 16-millimeter film back till the next two weeks That's right. After. I forgot and about that. Nobody's yeah. doing that. No, we don't do that anymore. But now it's so easy. Uh, do teams ever consider playing on Saturday night? They can, they, they can scout? Because um, everybody's going to scout you too. But I mean, Exactly. Uh, you know, I think some people have done it. I think we've done it once or twice uh, yeah. when we've got some rain issues on, on, on a Friday. Um, I, I think there's something special about playing under the lights, and I think oh, people I enjoy that a lot, a lot that. better experience when you can do those things. When we, uh, you know how, how big a football town Skowhegan is, uh, this, the board wanted me to keep statistics on the year before we put the lights in and then the year after. after. Yep. And uh, it, it, it's unbelievable. It was something like 31% more fans, at least that first year. There was probably some novelty to that, but... They, and they've always had a great following. They travel mm. well. They, I mean, it's a football town. There's no question about that. But the, the lights, I used to love coaching when we had lights. Yeah, it's, it's just a better experience. And uh, You got I, Saturday morning, you bring the kids in to check for injuries and maybe have a clinic for the young kids. And they, and, but they have the weekend. I want to work the stuffing out of them during the week and then give them the weekend. Yeah, get them, get them away and, for uh, a little bit. Get them away for a little bit. And uh, anyway... But Saturday night, we've talked about that. Saturday night, uh, I know when we used to do the Levitt homecoming. That's a huge game. It's a huge game. And a couple of years they did, I think field hockey had the last game. Soccer at the time wasn't very big, and they really didn't want to play the last game. They said, the coach said, I'm uncomfortable with us being there and there's nobody here. Yeah. Football. And actually field hockey drew a lot of people. We played Winslow, and they were, they were the two top teams. It was my daughter's a senior. It was great, uh, but um, football—that's a big—that's a big deal. I mean, we, the hockey parents, because my kid played both. The, the hockey parents used to have a booth, and they made a ton of money on that homecoming weekend. That that homecoming weekend, I love it. They've done they, it the right way. It's really become a tradition. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody in the community knows about it and looks forward to that game. And yeah. that's one of those special nights that I think everybody needs yeah. to see because they've done it the right way. You ready for this? In Skowhegan, football was so big that homecoming and when they played Madison, you, you've been to Skowhegan. They got that little circle that goes around the town. You, know, you can't yep. go straight through. You got to one way. Yep. They used to have a parade. Started at the high school. Went downtown. Police would stop. Stop lights. Everything would stop. Boom. Go down through. Went around that circle and then had a little gathering at, at that big Indian downtown. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty sure it's still there. 
Anyway, Joe Penley, the freshman coach, had a Model T Ford truck that he'd always kept up and whatever. He used to drive us. The four, the four varsity coaches used to sit in the back. And Scott Wigan Savings gave us a whole bunch of those little white footballs with their name on the side, but it said Scott Wigan and Scott Wigan Savings Bank, whatever. We used to toss them in the crowd. I'm telling you, the little kids, but you know, that that's the kind of thing that gets them all interested for the future. And we used to try to find a kid in the crowd and toss it to him. And I mean, it, it, I kept thinking only in small town America could this be happening. It was, it was great. It really we was did, a lot of fun. It's, we, did, we did it a couple of years ago. It might have been my first year at back at Lewiston as a teacher and a coach. Uh, we had a parade uh, for two years. One went, went from Lewiston to Auburn and then Auburn to Lewiston. And uh, just before the game, we, that was when we were playing Saturdays at 1. Oh, yeah. And we did it at like 9 o'clock in the morning, a parade to the stadium. Uh, it was fun. Nice. It was oh, an yeah. enjoyable little event and certainly brought some energy to the, to the game that day. Well, I think the nice thing for you with the, with the turf fields is there'll be a lot less cancellations. Yep. Uh, the overall use uh, of those facilities will be, I mean, greatly increased. I mean, you can have three teams in that football field, you know, uh, year-round. I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets. Yep. And there's not the wear and tear. When we used to play lacrosse on the football field, you know, you could see after several years of that, there were places around where the goals were. You know, you, you'd have to try to reseed, and it wouldn't catch in time and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, that, that'll be great. And, and, really and we have two, and I think that's a huge advantage for us, having yeah. two. It's, and, and the way we did the baseball, I say baseball, it's really a multi-use field. Um, but uh, Joe Deshane's field uh, is going to be uh, real important to us and what we do and the things we can offer. Um, having that second field will allow us to – two teams can practice at the same time on turf, and, and not a lot of teams can say that. And well, I was saying that the uh – you know, you if, you if you're worried about well, what's football going to do, you know, if they're practicing every day or whatever, you know, someday when field hockey's away, you know, you could go out there and run pass patterns on it. It's not going to bother it, you know, but it'd it just be something different, you know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be nice. The uh, So there's no, there isn't a place for football to practice on ground, on the ground, regular grass? There will be in the, in the future. Um, one of the problems is... Uh, we had some trouble getting power into the track area. Um, and because of that, uh, we couldn't get the irrigation system up and operational. So we couldn't plant, plant grass inside the track area. Uh, so, you know, right now they're going to do a, a redo of that field um, starting actually probably this afternoon, uh, first thing tomorrow. Um, resod it, redo some things, and then plant grass. So this, this, uh, this year, we, that field is going to be closed for the fall season. We're going to grow grass all fall, um, and then uh, next spring we'll grow grass. It'll be very minimal use on that. And then next, next fall we'll have a grass field. So if we want to go out there, we could, we could practice soccer there. We could practice football there. Um, that's going to be a kind of multi-use field for practices and different I, functions. Because I think, you know, we, we, we used to see it when they first started having more turf fields in the NFL. The betting line had to do with whether or not you were playing on turf and whether you'd had a chance to practice on it and, or vice versa. Turf field. Yeah, you used to the grass situation hmm. and so on. So well, so many. The novelty of the turf field, I think, is gone in the state of Maine. I mean, so many teams now have that yeah. that turf field, uh, uh, and with AU and all the youth sports, most of our kids grow up playing on it, so they're used to it. Um, but I know the summer, there's a, a bunch of us that have you know added turf fields um, 
the next uh, Waterhouse going to turf field soon. I know, nice. Uh, Hamden Academy just redid yeah, their redid surface. This. Yeah, so there's there's some there's some new new improved stadiums out there. What uh, now? Putting in new turf, do they? What do they have to take the underpinning out? Do they just roll up what's on top? What? What? How do they do that? When? When? When you do the changeover? Yeah. When you? Yeah. Um. Hopefully, and and I'm no expert, so I don't want to. Don't don't quote me on this, but uh, as far as I know, um, as long as your subsurface and your under drain is, is is functional, it's just a matter of peeling it back um, and then uh, adding the new turf on top of it. Now, are those lines? painted on or is that in the weave and all that stuff it depends what you can do um we at lewiston decided to go with painting versus actually having the lines in there um there was a number of reasons behind why we decided to do that um you know hamden academy i think uh, did lines sewn in yeah um so it's it's, it's just kind of a, a choice one of the things i was just researching is that you can actually buy um led lights inside the field or uh, there's some lighting now where they they do it in the fiber, so you flip a switch and the lines show up for whoa football. You switch switch off, it's back to green. You flip a switch and it's now uh, a soccer field. Hmm. So that's the can't that's imagine the newest, what that costs, but that would be neat. Wouldn't that's it? the newest technology out there. I, I don't know anybody who has it, but I have seen that out there. I know that early on, some of those new fields that had the, all the lines, kids would say, "I'm out of bounds." What you know? Because they just weren't used to it. Now, like you said, they they pretty much all. That was one of the reasons we decided not to sew the lines in. Yeah. Is um, I, I'm a minimalist. I like <laughs> less on things, and uh, I just well, felt like too many lines on it. So no. what we have, the paint will wash off. Um, so this this fall, the paint will go. You know, we'll, we'll paint it. It looks great right now. Uh, the paint will wear away, and then next spring when we do lacrosse, I mean, you're gonna see some residue from, sure. but not as much. And you'll you'll see a, a oh, distinct different, idea. you yeah. know, uh, softball uh, lacrosse field. Sorry. Sure, good idea. That's I like awesome. It. That is that is I, the amount of thought that probably went into this and and planning and things like that is, is what amazes me because it seems like every detail was was thought of, put down, and you know ch- changes have probably had to be made here, there, and everywhere like anything else. But uh, I'm sure Harriman probably is tired of hearing from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's how it goes. You, you start with the design, and then you look at it. And and, and by no means is just just me. There was a committee, the Franklin Pastor Trustees, uh, a group that I, that I work with, that, uh, had a huge influence on this. Um, you know, we brought some guys back when we first went to the high school and, and put in Franklin Pastor and the new complex there. We brought those guys back in to talk about things they've went through. We visited. A, we we drove all the way down to Massachusetts to look at fields down there. Um, and things they've done. So it wasn't like uh, it was one person. It was a group of us, and, and I thought we worked really well together to think of all those little things. All right, I got to ask you. I know you've been busy, okay? I know you've had a summer of, you know, talking with construction people and contractors and things of that nature. But I feel confident that you've found enough time at some point, somewhere, to keep an eye on what your Detroit Lions are doing this year under their new fearless leader, Matt Patricia. And was just curious if you had any thoughts on him and, and, and them so far and the things you've seen in the offseason. They start getting ready for preseason games as well. Acquisitions. And this all is a big year well, for your I, franchise. This is a big, big year. Um, you know, I think we've upgraded the offensive line pretty well. Uh, I think there's been a shift in a, 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 you know, not just a philosophical shift, but, you know, I think they're, they're, the way that he's handling uh, the uh, training camp about being more physical, uh, 
trying to establish a run game. Uh, we got a great quarterback. We haven't been able to run the football. Uh, I thought we did well getting a new running back, another running back uh, for the season. So you know, I, I'm pretty confident where we're at. And um, you know, I thought we had a great year last year. Could have been even greater. And then uh, the next step is hopefully this year, and he can we can win a, win a playoff game for the first time in a long time. I know, and you played the Patriots this year. I can't wait for that weekend. Yeah? It's like third week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, September 22nd, 23rd. Uh, if everything goes right, the uh, um, you know, we'll, I'll head up on that Saturday, fly out. Um, ah. And uh, if, if things go well, I, I'm going to try to secure a Michigan-Nebraska game that night. Um like at the, the big, big house. house. I've I'd never like been there. The that's house. See, that's perfect. you got to double dip on these trips. Perfect. you got to look and see, okay, is there other stuff going on in the area? Like, so right now it looks like that's a night game. So I can fly yeah. in, go out of the stadium at night. Um, the, the Pats-Lines game's at Sunday night. Oh. So the other, the triple dip in this is uh, Detroit Tigers are hosting, I don't remember off the top of my head, uh, Saturday af- Sunday afternoon at 1. So I might hit the baseball game up. Nice. And then uh, Sunday night, go to the football game and head home. Wow, what a nice trip going by yourself. Or and I, somebody it with depends you? on what, what tickets I can secure. So we're still waiting on that. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that sounds like one of Maddie's trips. Do oh, yeah. it all. Do it all. Do it all. Like Go big. Yeah. He also finds a good place to eat in between games. Yeah, I found, uh, uh, you know, when I went to go to New York earlier this offseason, you know, the Mets and Yankees were somehow in town in the same weekend. So might as well go to two games, right? Yeah, if you're going to do it. See multiple games. Yeah, go. Yeah, and I try to plan everything too when there's other stuff going on as well. Like you know, it, it, if basketball's still going, like unfortunately the Knicks never play in May, so you know you don't have to worry about <laughs> you that. Got that right. That's Hasn't the, been in a while. It's been a it's been a little bit. So uh, it, it's been good. This is a big no. This is a big year for the Lions because I, I think you're not gonna. The, they have their best quarterback ever right now in Matthew Stafford, right? I mean, right now, if you want to compare... He's got to win a playoff game. He do, Yeah, but he's still, you know, right now at this point in the modern era, like when I think of their quarterbacks and, That's and true. my generation, I'm thinking Rodney Pete, Andre Ware, um, uh, Scott Mitchell... Eric Kramer, Ooh, like dude, that's a good job. You've named them all, right? Ah, uh, uh, boy, there's been there's been a few. There's yeah, a few. Jeff Garcia. I remember Jeff Garcia. He was he was pretty good uh, for them. He was he was competent. Drew, uh, Drew Stanton, not so good. Um, <coughs> but the the, the he's he kind of reminds me of Drew Bledsoe, the way Drew Bledsoe was for the Absolutely. Patriots. Absolutely, you know I think what that's I mean. A great analogy. Yep. He can sling it. Yeah, it not only can he sling it, but he's also like. He was the number one pick. He was the he was the guy. Okay, and he's brought them into relevance. Yep. Has he brought them to a Super Bowl yet? Not yet, but he's brought them. You know, they, they got into the playoffs a couple of years ago, right? Well, I mean, they've been in a couple times. They're, they're the, three out of the last four, exa- or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So they're they're doing. They haven't okay. won yet, though. That's the problem. They haven't they, won yet. But they're at least getting there. To, yep. I mean, I'd rather have what Detroit has right now than Cleveland. You know. True. So True. I mean. It's a big year for them and because and, you have a limited window with these guys. You don't know how long these quarterbacks are going to play. You don't know. That's why New England fans need to be so – everything has to be so precious right now with Brady. Like, just don't worry about when he's leaving. Just pay attention to him while he's here. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This could be the last year or next year could be the last year. Hell, next week could be the – you know, he might you – know, something could happen in, in whatever. You know what I mean? Things happen in these stupid – uh, preseason practices all the time. 
I mean, that's all I heard. Last month, it was like, oh, let's check Twitter. Oh, let's see who injured their knee today. You know what I mean? Oh, or, this, is, this seems to be the week because it's the first preseason yeah. game, and then the, right after that, that's, it's, this is where those injuries kind of happen. So mm-hmm. everybody's kind of nervous uh, who, who goes down in training camp and, you know, who gets through it and Maddie see what happens. Matty didn't tell you that when he made his five-day, five-games trip, he got to see the Red Sox three times. Three times. Red Sox fans on the road specifically. Whew. Now that is a treat for anyone it. involved. I love it. They, yeah. were, they weren't super-duper obnoxious in New York. Okay? I think, I, I think we kind of know why. Washington, however, was an entirely different story. That was, that was, that was a special kind of, of, uh, of obnoxious in certain situations there. Yeah, so. that's, that's, we understand it, though. Yeah. Totally, totally get it. <laughs> totally understand, but it was... We, we were talking, you know, uh, Randy Moss at the Hall of Fame, and uh, he mentioned some nice things about the Patriots and about Belichick. They booed. I said, boy, they do not like the Patriots around uh, the country. They've right? had too much success, yeah, and absolutely. people are jealous and upset it's about like it. The, it's like the old Yankees. People used to hate the Yankees because they're sick and tired of them. They know? just keep winning. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yep. Not enough, though. Yeah. Not, not so much lately, but not enough. Not enough. They did beat the. They did sweep the White Sox though. Nice. And and they didn't get almost no hit last night, so that was cool. They were getting no hit through six innings on Tuesday. I'm like, hey, that's a great way to you do know it's the back. White Sox, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is the White Sox. <laughs> this is you know the Chicago. Check, check the schedule. Right. So you're Those here. other socks. You're up here. They're down here. Yet you're down two to nothing in the sixth inning and you haven't gotten on base yet. Maybe I think that was you the should biggest, change that. The biggest shock for me was when they Red Sox Yankees played in that series without without uh, Judge and, and Sanchez. I mean, those middle two games, they didn't hit at all. No. I hit against Porcello and Evaldi looked like Cy Young. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that that lineup was not real Yankees, though. You, you got to be no. real about that. You look down and oh, I heard every day who was playing that shouldn't be playing. Oh my God, he got on a couple of rants that were fantastic. That I don't ever want to see so and so again. Why is he in there? Yeah, if I have to see any more Shane Robinson, I'm going to yeah, lose my there mind. We <laughs> there we go. Shane Robinson. He texted me and said, God. "Shane Robinson, really." Oh boy. oh boy! It was good for the Red Sox. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good for them. Yeah, it all worked out. That's <laughs> all. Glad. That's what matters, you know, in this area. So that's okay. Again, yet another situation. Like I don't want to. I don't want to relive last weekend, but I have to bring it back up again for the people. You know, play to the crowd. Yeah, they want to know about these things. They want to. They want to watch me suffer just a little bit. I'm totally cool with that because I will. You know, I want to watch them suffer in certain Paybacks, situations. Paybacks yeah, a bit. you know. Yeah. I just don't want us to suffer together on the Celtics like we had to do this past season. That was, you know, that was such a great journey that ended with such a trifling thud. I finally get to listen to some of that. uh, At game seven, we were in the morning. We were all just ran out of gas. And I I, I kept watching. My daughter texted me, said, oh, my God, the Celtics can't hit a basket. It was unbelievable. I I didn't know how much more they could overachieve. Well, just to make it that far, push it to game seven. Unbelievable. With that, uh, you know. With those two injuries, they you're missing those two players on your team. To make it that far says a lot about the job any, uh, everybody did. Any team did. in that league, you lose two starters, you're not going far. And to take it to the conference championship, you know you gotta gotta feel pretty good about that. And they brought they brought all the key guys back, mm-hmm. and 
boy, I'll tell you. Did you see the clips of, of Hayward working out? Oh, jeez, oh, oh, he looked unbelievable. They couldn't miss. Could, well, they probably cut out the misses, but... but I don't know. It looked his, like he needed to miss the... I would, wow. I was, but his, his footwork was... Wow. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree with that. I, I uh, I'm pretty excited about that team, and I, I got to listen to the uh, the Mannix uh, podcast yesterday with Brad Stevens. Oh. And if you listen to there's three podcasts that if you're a Celtics fan, if you haven't listened to them yet, please take the time to go listen to them. Uh, Kyrie Irving with Bill Simmons, Jalen Brown was on a podcast just the other day. I don't know who he was on with, and then Mannix had Brad Stevens on. And when you listen to the three interviews all separately, and they were all done at separate times. Kyrie's was done when he was doing his Uncle Drew uh, stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Brad Stevens uh, was just done recently. Uh, Jalen Browns was just done recently while well, he was on a trip or something. But they all say the same bullet points while talking about other things. It's very, it's almost like they're fancy patriot talk. You know what I mean? Like they'll talk and they'll expound and they'll use words, but at the end of the day, it's. You know, we know we have something special here, and it's the same key words. Nice. We know we have something special here. I, mean, I just Brad Stevens has established a culture there, yeah, oh, and, no and, that, and that's what you see mm-hmm. is everybody's on the same page, uh, moving in the same direction. They're unselfish, and I think those are the things that make them special. And everybody wants to be there. Yeah, we were away at camp that week that they hired him back along, and. My kids said, Dad, why are you all excited? You know, and I said, well, I, I kind of haven't been watching the Celtics much lately. Now, this I like this guy. I'm gonna I'm back in. I'm in. So, yeah. I got away because I couldn't watch the officiating, but Maddie's convinced me to forget about that. <laughs> I just, you can't, if you're not going to watch, if you can't watch something because you don't like officiating, then you're not going to watch anything anymore. Is it not good when you can't see out the windows? What happened? The rain is coming so hard. What in the hell it's happened? Down. It is sunny outside. It is just, yeah. I'm like, I look outside. I didn't even realize how it was until I was looking at the replay because I'm watching the kind of the live stream over here. And I'm like, oh, there must be something going on outside. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my window's only partially down, so that's cool. I mean, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? That's so, good. So, Jason, because um, we, you know, we do the game football game, so we we talk a lot about that and think a lot about it. Cortez is back; he's healthy again. Yeah, I mean, hurt his knee right at the end of the year. Is that what? It yeah, was? but it was minor. You know, oh, okay. he, very minor. He played lacrosse this year. Oh, so, he did. Yeah, I, I it was not not nothing major. Really. So, because he um, didn't play hockey, right? No, I think that was just his decision. He oh, just okay. stepped away. I thought it maybe had something to do with the injury. No, no, no. Um, it's always great when you get your quarterback back. Uh, it really is. Yeah, and he, uh, I think out. the other part is he's really underrated as a, as a defensive back and a safety. Oh, yeah. yep. uh, he'll come up and whack you pretty good. Um, so, you know, we've got some key parts back to it. Back, uh, obviously, we graduated a huge part of our team. Um, especially on our defensive side of the ball, but uh, we've got some pretty explosive freshmen that are coming up. Uh, you know, we're excited to see where we, we where we fall and how the season plays out. But uh, you know, there's enough talent coming back at, at, at the right places. Uh, you mentioned Cortez. I think uh, Hunter Landry is a, a kid that uh, you can build a, a team yeah, around, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, he can you know win a game in multiple ways, whether it's defensively or offensively or in special teams, and that's what he did for us all last year. So. Have you had much chance to see Gus around, Gus, Gus O'Brien? I haven't. He's been smart. He stayed away. You know, uh, done yeah. this. No, take, he's, he's, he's done got, this before. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So uh, he's uh, 
taking his time, you know, we, enjoying we camp. Him, you know. And I, I, I know we, we had a really good time. He's he, a uh, great guy. It's a great hire for us. Uh, excited to have him back. Uh, you know, he, he he demands the right things out of kids. And uh, the year that he left Levitt as principal, came to Oak Hill to be assistant principal. I'm telling you what, we had a great year. It was only about a year and a half. We had a great time, the two of us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, great man. It was um, a good man. And uh, we're lucky to have him coaching football. Yeah. He'll be good for the whole program. He yep. really will. Been there and done it and uh, won two state championships at Dexter and knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and I know he spent a lot of time doing research. And yeah, and he's not afraid he, to work. No, no and he has. That. I mean, he yeah. came in to meet with us to talk about it, we, and he was we, all ready to go. We were at 7-on-7, seven seven, took the new camera out to see how it was going to work, if we could operate it, if somebody could operate with a with a, their phone or whatever. And uh, I went down to the field to talk to him, and he you could tell. He in his blood. He was ready to go. Yep. He, he's been, you know, when he was principal, he always talked about wanting to come back to uh, coach sometime. Or, Didn't we all? You know, yeah. I think we all talk about going back and, uh, you know, he called when the jobs opened up and he called. I, I, I called him, but he yeah, had, he had him in pretty quick. Mary, yeah, no, not no. much time lapsed on that one. No. Maddie keeps asking me, is there any job that you would, would look at again? I, I, I roll my eyes like, hey, boy, you know, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I <laughs> it think was the right situation. Right situation, probably. right right, right time. So. Yeah, it's once you've, once you've done it for a long time, you it's what you do. Yeah. You know? Bill Fairchild used to say, it's in a hobby. It's what I do. Yep. And it's true, you know. Well, Jason, thank you very much oh, it's been for taking great. some time out of your busy schedule. And uh, it might actually be done raining by the time you leave. So that, that's be, good. I won't have to get too wet. Then you won't have to get completely Plan drenched from this. I, I can't even. It's like somebody turned on the movie rain. Like, if you look outside yeah, right really. now, it's ridiculous. Like, it doesn't look that bad on the window, but it's just going straight down. Like, it's craziness. Unbelievable. And everybody's just trucking My wife through. went out for a bike ride. I hope she got done before this hit. She was. She <laughs> couldn't go out the first thing because it's still a little wet and whatever. And she, she and two other women, now that she's retired, she's found a, a crew. She'd known them all a long time, but they, they've worked their schedule out. One of them is an ER surgeon. So, anyway, they... Do you? Well, we'll go off the end talk about that. But anyway, they, they go every morning somewhere. All right. Well, Jason, thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Good luck to your Lions. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Until it begins. Until they play the 49ers. Oh, there we in go. The playoffs. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, baby. Jimmy Garoppolo. Sabila, see you tomorrow.